Hey there, and welcome to day 360 of Don't Forget Your Worth, the podcast to the matching YouTube channel that's titled just the same. I'm Andrea. And you guys, I'm sorry. Um, this is 360, 359. I'm still trying to get uploaded. I have tried three times. And like this last try, even it said 100%. So I thought it was a go. And instead, it spun right back to the words retry. And I'm like, oh, my stars. It actually got to 100% this time. And yet, it's still not showing in the queue. So I don't know. I may have to try and get this one out. Hopefully this one goes out, right? Um, and we'll try the other one tomorrow morning. I just, I can't figure it out. I've never actually had that happen that many times. Like sometimes it does take a little bit to upload, but even at 100%, it's not uploading. It's just bouncing back to retry. So, so sorry, you guys. I'll, I'll hopefully get this figured out. And hopefully this one, like I say, goes through. Um, just the old-fashioned way. The other one, it was kind of my fault because I was just waiting and waiting for it to upload. And finally, I'm like, I, I have to get something placed on Amazon, you know, to get it coming our way. And so I, I jumped out of the program thinking it would still be running, and it didn't. And so it was hidden in my drafts and then hidden in the library. So I think that if I just do this one traditional and I'm patient and wait, I, I should be okay. <laughs> imagine that if I'm patient and I wait yeah right um but I wrote another piece this one's kind of tough again they're just tough these are tough tough little writings but um I just think in so many ways hopefully God can be glorified that we see grace and we see what grace looks like and a lot of what I've been talking about even just in the last week um as I told you such a definition of grace for me that made it real and life applicable for the very now was Brene Brown, where she literally wrote in a full concept of a chapter that we must assume that people are almost always doing as good as they can do, even when we know that they can do better or we expect more from them to do better. It is almost our innate animalistic reaction in a fight or flight response to be doing the absolute best that we can, especially in really hard, stressful times. Um, And in a way, that's what grace looks like. It looks like saying, okay, wait a minute, like that customer service rep didn't act the way that I wanted them to, or they didn't respond the way that I wanted them to. I feel like they should have been able to have done better. But it is the truth that we can't see the backstory of what has happened or what has gone on or what they have experienced to have placed them right there in that day or that moment that, you know, can make a customer service agent kind of cranky or monotone or, you know, just you know what I mean, or negative, or just having a rough day. Um, And that is what grace is, is still knowing that the chances are pretty darn good that they are doing the absolute best that they can. Because, man, you know what? Life is hard, you guys. It's hard. Um, You know, my kiddos are finding out right now that adulting, oh, yeah, not easy, (laughs) not easy. You know, budgeting, making rent, living paycheck to pay. Yeah, we all went through it. Not easy. Um, and so I just hope that this is another story where you'll see lots of healing and lots of grace and lots of deliverance. And so that hopefully God can be glorified, that he can use this to say, you can capture this too. You can capture 
this kind of love and this kind of grace and this kind of forgiveness and this kind of healing too. And that should be the whole point. That should be the whole point of what freedom, authentic, genuine freedom looks like, right? So that's the biz, you guys. I'm ready to go. This one I wrote is called Hug Deficiency. <laughs> and so it begins. My godmama was so glad that I was closer now, but she was so sorry for the reason why. Fifteen years prior, we all lost their daughter at just 30 years young, and so I knew that I was and always will be their other daughter. She took my betrayed heart shopping. We went to a wonderful lunch. We picked out clothes together and looked at home things together and walked the mall chatting the whole way. We each picked out a Christmas CD, my favorite, but by far my favorite moment was sitting with her at the end of our day, just talking at home on their couch. She sat on the longest section of the L-shaped sectional, and I sat on the shortest, catching up with what comes next. She told me about her bucket list and how she was determined to check so many things off skinny dipping and trying weed, <laughs> had me in stitches. Man, how I have missed her. I was just so confused to hear you were divorcing, even though we were so glad to hear you were coming back. Because honestly, when I saw you two together, I had never seen two people more in love. Like, he watched your every move, and he just seemed smitten with you, she said. I knew what she meant. I knew what she saw. His eyes were on me or else looking for me until he could spot me 99% of the time. When he saw that I caught glance of that, we would smile all over one another. What I didn't know then is that this was actually control. This was being a hold of your prey and not wanting to lose it or let it get away. This was a buck controlling his doe. It looked like obsession, but obsession is dangerous because once they capture, they are ready for the next hunt. Well, you've been through so much already, she says, and you're the biggest sweetheart we know. You always have been. It was a gift to hear this at a time when the enemy was trying so very hard to define me, to have somebody encouraging me who knew me since I was born. I haven't changed much. <clears throat> People whom should have loved me unconditionally since the womb told me I was too sensitive. They still do. <clears throat> but guessy whaty? <clears throat> Excuse me, guys. Guessy whaty, that didn't make me any less sensitive. People would tell me that I shouldn't hold on to stories so long, that I needed to move on and forget. But again, guessy whaty, I couldn't. Because I was made to remember these stories so I could recite them to bring people to faith. I couldn't change these things if I wanted to. And Andrea... 
I just don't know how you deal with that large painting hanging in your parents' house as a reminder of what you had to go through. Well, I told her how I feel. She more than knows how I feel. I've told her a couple times. And that I would never hang a painting from somebody whom harmed or hurt Riley or Georgia on my wall. I tried to make it relational, but I have to be honest. I, not everybody can feel what others might feel. Either that, or see, she actually knows that it hurts me, but she doesn't care that it hurts me. As sure as I type those words again tonight, I am in the same tears that I was in sitting on her couch. But here's the whole point of this post. When my godmama saw me crying, she got up from where she was sitting and she came over and hugged me and held me right where I was. She didn't just sit there across the room and watch me cry. She tried to encourage me. She told me such loving things. And it was the love that I had always, and I do mean always, needed. It was the same kind of mama love that I give. And it felt so amazing to finally, finally receive it. I will never in the history of ever forget that day. Not everybody can feel what other people are feeling. Not everybody truly values understanding what would make somebody feel safe, seen, and loved. That, was, that has very little, if nothing at all, to do with you. But here's the good news. Jesus deeply knows the pain that you're in, and he is quick to tell you how he sees you every time. He is always loving. In fact, he is love. The most surprising, most consistent, and most transparent love that you will ever come across. He is steady. He is faithful. He is near. So surrender to the one who made you and loves you dearly to no end. I love you. Again, like I say, these pieces are hard, but they're necessary because I do think that they show so much healing and so much grace and um, so many things that we can do better, if you will, even in our own ability to love and even in our own ability to parent, understanding what your child needs. Um, it's interesting because I'd never noticed it. Um, what am I looking for? Am I going to be this candid? <laughs> you ready? I'd never noticed that I was brought up with somebody who would sit and watch me cry. And then I ended up with people who would sit and watch me cry. And of course, in the dating experience, when I would say cry in front of them for the first time, or I'd cry telling them, 
you know, a story or something sad. What they're with the, what they were doing, their reaction, it didn't at the time seem odd to me because I had only seen, you know, in my own personal space, the way that my household had responded to me. Does that make sense? Like it, it didn't seem weird to me. And it wasn't until, and this is, this is true story. I could call her and I could just flat tell her and she'd die. She would be like, you've got to be kidding me. I delivered a message one time that was super duper tough. It was super hard. And it was unbelievably received because it freed a lot of people. And I, I'm telling you, I couldn't even get down the aisle and back to my seat because of people just rushing up to me in the aisle and encouraging me and hugging me. And I got back to my seat and I felt like a damp rig. I felt like I was just going to fall to the ground because it was so hard and it was so vulnerable. And this gal, whom I just met probably two days prior, she literally took me and just held me (laughs) for probably 15 to 20 minutes, which would have seemed really strange or really awkward, but she somehow really, really, really knew what I needed. She knew I didn't just need a hug. I absolutely just needed to just be held. And I mean, I could call her. I'm still friends with her. We had such a crazy, amazing friendship after that. Even it was so funny because the Lord full on told me that I was to keep in touch with her for exactly a hundred days. And I was like, a hundred days? She's going to think I'm weird. And when I called her and I told her that, she was like, I cannot believe it. I feel like I won the lottery. She's like, I feel like the luckiest girl. And she's like, I feel like you were just an answer to my prayer. And it was the truth of it. I stuck with her. You would not believe what her life went through in a hundred days. No, seriously, seriously would not believe what her life went through in a hundred days. You would not believe it if I told you, and I won't, but I am telling you that God did a thing. But to the degree that she doesn't know how much that impacted me, that she sat and she just held me because I hadn't realized how um, how deficient, like I say, I truly was. And it's so funny even being here in Durango because, of course, I'm not around my old social circles and my friends and my family and, you know, people that were like family and people that know me and The neatest thing is that here, um, I have people that, you know, I have people that will just full on, um, that will just full on, you know, I have clients that will hug me. I have people that come in and then they're like, I don't even know why, but I just feel like I should give you a hug. And I'm like, oh my God, you know, because they just feel like after we've done these, these designs and everything for so long together that, yeah, it's just kind of the natural step or you know, common reaction is that, yeah, and and some people I do, I just, I just hug them, you know, when they come into that space. And, and yet here's the cutest thing on the planet. My 
um, pastor. Um, he's actually an assistant pastor, but whatever, man, because I'm telling you, I call him Apostle Nick because he's full on. His just his future is bright. Let me tell you. Um, every doggone time I'm there, he he makes a point after he delivers his message and we're all putting the tables and chairs away to come over and give me a great big hug. And like even this last Sunday, <laughs> I saw him as I was heading out, you know, even after worship. And I said, you know, have a great week. And he's like, come here, let's give one more big hug. And, you know, I have told him, I'm like, Nick, if you only knew what those hugs meant to me, I said, there are, there are weeks, and I really am not even exaggerating in this, that you are truly the only hug in the world that I receive. And it means so much. And, you know, they talk about the love language and, and all of that. And I had not realized how much I was missing. And please understand this. Like I say, no shame to my game regarding my parents. My mama, we hug all the time. My dad, he gives me a hug when I see him. He gives me a hug when I say my byes. He, he, he just absolutely, you know, has been, they've been nothing but wonderful. That's why I'm like, I don't want you to get anything hard out of where our relationship is at or like the type of parents they were. I do not want you to receive that from what I'm trying to do here. Not at all. Now, now, like I say, did I come from a space and place where, yeah, I had people that just would sit and watch me cry? Yeah, oh, all the time. In fact, even while I was home just this last Christmas, I remember I got teary over something. I can't remember. I mean, look, it's Andrea. It could have been anything, right? Andrea's too sensitive. <laughs> you guys, I'm sure with this and everything that we've been through, it must sound like I cry all the time. You guys, I couldn't even tell you the last time I cried. I was thinking about that today. I'm like, I know I cried when I lost that one house. I know I did. I cried, but I was sitting there going, that was October of last year. I mean, really, I hardly, you, it would sound like I cry all the time. And I'm like, I, I've cried here when I've read some things. I cried when Griffin died. I cried, you know, but I'm telling you, like, it is not that often at all. I mean, and it, the guys at work, they'd tell you that. They've never seen me cry. They've seen me get teary-eyed. Even today, I got teary-eyed. What did I get? I got teary-eyed. Oh, I got, oh, I know exactly what it was. It was yesterday when our showroom owner was telling us that <laughs> he was closing the showroom in New Mexico. His eyes were teary. And I even said it to him. I said, look, I said, you know, we are here for you and your heart is just right in this. And I said, I get teary just seeing you teary. You guys, that was just yesterday. So this is what I mean is like my, I mean, goodness, I can tear up. I can get darn close to tears all the time. But I mean, it's very rare that I sit and blubber and cry. The guys who tell you that work, they've never seen me cry. And I'm telling you, I would I would have daily reasons to pull my hair out and cry like a girl. Let me tell you, when it's like, you know, I'm a manager. I'm very professional. I have hard conversations. I deal with porcupine people and putting fires out all day long. Um, I can get phone calls where people are on me like a rat on a Cheeto. And it's like, look, back up the truck. <laughs> and and so I don't want anybody to think, oh, yeah, I'm just so hyper. No, I I 
I am very sensitive. Yes, I am. I am an empath. I can truly feel what other people are feeling. I felt my showroom owner when he was telling me and he, he was sad and he was hurt and he felt like he'd failed, you know, some people. No, not at all. You know, and that's where grace lives. That's where the good stuff lives. Um, but this is what I'm trying to say is do not think that because I've been through some painful things or because people didn't react the way that Andrea wanted them to react, that these are bad people. Absolutely not. Please do not walk away with that at all. That's what I was trying to say in this piece is please do not miss the whole point. The whole point is that there are people that truly can be impacted and changed by the way that you love. And sometimes it's as simple as a hug. This pastor knows that. I was candid enough to say to him, hey, guessy weddy, <laughs> haven't had a hug all week. I could absolutely go for a hug. And he's just so good. Like I say, he just dishes them out and he just delivers them. He will, oh, excuse me. He will stop everything and walk across the room just to make sure that I get my hug. And I'm just like, oh my gosh, thank you, thank you, thank you. You know how the five love languages, you know, that Gary Chapman did. And I'm like, oh, I swear to you, I'm like, I'm like trilingual. I mean, I seriously, I'm like the physical touch. I'm the quality time. I'm the words of affirmation. I'm the, you know, so you feel so high maintenance. You're like, geez, that's special. Someone's really going to love that, you know, (laughs) but um, I'm not afraid. (laughs) I'm not afraid, but I knew that this piece was necessary. And I knew that there there has to be things that can be gleaned out for the glory of God. And I know my family well enough to know that, yes, they know we've traversed hard things, but we are always on the other side of them. And anytime we hit hard things, we've all gotten so much better about just communicating, just communicating them. I used to really stuff things. I used to stuff what I was feeling. Um, and boy, oh boy, very rare that I'll do that anymore. Um, and I'm kind about it, but it's very rare that I won't speak up. And, and I think a lot of that even is just because I'm a manager now. I have found I don't avoid conflict like I used to. Someone's on me like a rat on a Cheeto. I'm like, hey, hold my earrings. Let's go. I mean, I'm like totally different than I was before um, in that respect, if you will. So the communication's just better. The grace is there. The healing is there. Um, the maturity is there. I mean, the the logistics, the distance is there. Do you know what I'm saying? Like we all have journeyed and traversed through so much. And the gift that I can give you is, hey, guessy weddy, you can too, right? And so I hope, I hope that all glory be to God, that he can use these pieces that are tough for me to offer up to the world. Um that's that's got to be enough. <laughs> that has got to be enough. And so as hard as it might be, you know that I'm down to it. I'm down to five days of just asking you guys to offer up your own stories, to offer them up, to let God use them, to let them off the page and into people's hearts and into their lives so that they too can be impacted 
by the things that you've been through, the things that you've learned, and the things that you've experienced. So be that miracle, please, to somebody else that I know that you are, okay? I'll be chatting at you later. I'll try and get that other one up tonight. But have a great night. And of course, I'll be writing tomorrow. And I'll talk to you then. Take care.